This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This is episode 61. This episode features David Wilson, and this is the first episode of 2019, and this was recorded at the very end of 2018. Um, Certainly last of 2018, but certainly not least. It was a great conversation I had with my good friend Dave Wilson. Um, He's a lighting designer, uh, a healer, like healing meditation, um, just a mindful conscious cool dude i've known him for most of the time i've been in new york and the bushwick area um so that's like over the last 10 years we've kind of known each other uh from the beginning we were in the same uh alternating circles i would say um some of the same friends mutual friends uh but we've we've gotten to know each other pretty well over the years and it was good to finally get down and talk with him here um Please uh, listen to the end of this one. There's a really great story he shares at the end. has to do with Stevie Wonder and how he handled um, what happened when there was a complete, pretty much electrical breakdown um, in the middle of his set and what he did and what message he shared with what happens when things break down in your life. Um, But also you can apply that to starting a new year. Um, you could apply it though to any time in your life, just, you know, no matter what happened in 2018, no matter what happened in 2016, um, no matter what's happened to you in your childhood, no matter what you're going through right now, just because it's been happening, um, you can decide at any time, you know, accept what things are, what they were, but, uh, you can decide what you want to do right now. So I think it's a great message going into 2019. Um, we talked about a lot of different things in this, this, uh, chat, but it was really good, really positive. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, check it out, uh, mixedmeditationstyle.com. You can find out more about what he's working on. And of course his Instagram at David G Wilson or sorry, at David G Wills. The links for, for that will be in the show notes as are all of them every time on bushwickvarietyshow.com and in the show notes wherever you listen to podcasts. So, without further ado, this is David Wilson. Let's have a conversation. One, two, one, two, one, two. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, that's all right. It's funny. Um, oh, Can you turn me up a little bit then? Hey, hey. One, two, one, two. Yeah, there we go. Thank it's you. funny. Uh, Thinking about um, the whole thing with the cup and the floral cup and you taking, you know, the nice cup and making me drink out of this playing cup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was was the cup. I was thinking the coffee. Oh, yeah. No, it was just the cup. Do you want a plain coffee or a floral coffee? It's like, (laughs) what's a floral coffee? You know, uh, we have some uh, Argentinian hops in there. You know, nice... (laughs) Floral flower forward hops in the coffee. It's a new new thing we're doing. Yeah, most people that haven't really tried the chrysanthemum. Yeah, like you know, it's, you know, you really grind it up there, and you you grind it up the uh, the chrysanthemum, and it really adds some notes. You know, and I I don't even know what that is. I hear people talk about the chrysanthemum a lot. Um, 
Yeah. But I don't yeah. know what it is. Do you? Is it an herb? Is it a crystal? Chrysanthemum? Yeah. Chrysanthemum is a flower, actually. It is a flower. It is a... Is it a crystally looking flower? <laughs> Depends on your state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting you should bring that up, because I'm contemplating um, possibly... <laughs> possibly... Uh, I've been invited by an old friend. We've been trying to, like, he does the ceremonies every now and then with a group, um, an ayahuasca ceremony on New Year's Eve. Oh, um, really? And I've only done it once, but it was very beneficial for me, very positive. And I, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about that. I just today thought, like, of shifting my plans for New Year's Eve away from doing some of the other kind of part of your kind of stuff. Um, and ayahuasca had been brought up just like last week. Mm-hmm. Somebody else had said that. So uh, if there is a spot open, <laughs> uh, I mean, I would, that would sound, that sounds like something incredible, especially since my life is just shifting. Yeah. There's like major changes happening. Well, let's so, get right uh, in. Yeah. We'll, and we'll talk about the, damn. the magic grandfather plant um after but uh okay but I, I will say it's magical but let's jump right into how is your life shifting what's going on with you dave and <laughs> i'm sorry it's too fun <laughs> it's very floral um oh man where does where to begin um well i mean i got I yeah well let's begin you got a phone call beginning. can you talk about that or no, nah, nah, nah. That's right. that's something different. But that that was uh, that was something that alleviated stuff. Well, maybe we could get into something different, but that's more like, uh, now, nah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that let's go that. where you want to begin. Okay. Well, let's start at the beginning. All and right. Then when we get to so the when end, when were you we'll born? <laughs> um, <laughs> October second. Nice. October Happy belated 2nd. birthday. Thank you. You know. Thank you. <laughs> um, back in the seventies, I just made it. Oh yeah, seventy nine. Nice. 79. Yeah, and the last four digits of my social. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean I I came to New York in two thousand eight. Actually, uh, that's when I came here. Actually, too. Yeah, uh, I moved into the McKibben Lofts mm-hmm. uh, in September of two thousand eight. Uh, my brother had had been living here for a little bit, and he's like, "You gotta come." I'm like, All right, cool. Um, so I was working for a sound company when I first got there and then, who's your brother? Uh, your Adam. Brother? Adam. Adam. Wilson. Okay. Yeah. 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 I didn't know you, I didn't he know was he was in, your brother. Yeah. He was in a band called, uh, the Attics, uh, which later changed to Attics, uh, with Natan and, uh, Mayor Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, and, and some other people, Jim Lau and, uh, Shomik, but Acharya, but Acharya, um, and they they made some amazing stuff. You know, it was a short lived band, but uh, they it was like that kind of like art rock stuff that was going on at the time. You know, yeah. Uh, the McKibben Lost were an amazing, amazing time. When you say that, that always I mean, there's a number of bands I think about, but it always makes me think of uh, like when you say art rock specifically in McKibben Lost, I can't mm-hmm. help but think of uh, Not Blood Paint. Exactly, I was thinking that too, yeah. man. Dude, I the talent in and like. And that band is astounding. Yeah, it's and amazing. the way they were able to collaborate like that. That's like, 
it's, and the amount of hours they put in, like yeah. just all of it, like they they had it. Mm-hmm. And they just stayed solid. Yeah, and got better and better and better and better. Yeah, and I mean, and they stayed. I mean, every, they're able to re, like shift their image, um, but for for artistic purposes, right? Like, you know, it's they really just love making the stuff that they make, and it's it's amazing. They're a great group of guys too. Yeah, great group. Like the whole crew, and even the, like their whole friend group, and all yeah. that is just they're just amazing. Yeah, um, nothing but like amazing times with those guys every time. Um, I only know really uh, uh, half the, half those guys um, just from uh, one Knickerbocker and from uh, um, Kings County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing you know George. Yeah. Uh huh. Know George and uh, Mark. Mark. Yep. Yeah. That would be my yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those guys are gone now. Um, Did they go to Detroit y- or yeah Pittsburgh? yeah somewhere in michigan yeah yeah i'm not sure exactly but yeah yeah i know they've been talking about it yeah uh, but the loft experience out there like they can get Mm -hmm. more of what they had here out there joe's Mm -hmm. still here though oh really yeah so it's um you know it's gonna be interesting to see because something they still gotta do more but right now i think they're doing their thing remotely and you know they're mm-hmm. all, like separate paths at the moment. Um, who knows what they're doing in Michigan? And yeah, yeah, I got to get Joe on here. I'd love to have them on here at some point. Oh but, my uh, god, that'd be incredible! You know, if they when they come back and do the reunion tour, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Oh my god, that that would be incredible. I would yeah. love to. I'd love to see that. You know, because I think it's I think it's healthy to you know for any group that has been making music and they, you know, and they're all friends too. So it's like you need some space from time to time to recalibrate and, and all that. And uh, so I think that's a healthy thing. And I would love to see what happens if they, when they reconvene, yeah, reconvene. Yeah. I'd be really into that. I think it's um also, it's interesting. Uh, we'll get all into it, but um, it's in the artistic pursuits, like just being consistent and continuing to like do your thing. It's like the number one thing. Mm hmm. On the same token, there are are times when it's completely healthy and the best thing you can do to keep moving forward is to, like, step away for, you know, however long you need. Um, Collect yourself. Reflect. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what you're doing, um, it's like working out is healthy. Eating eating good is healthy and stuff, too. But, like, also sometimes stopping and just like sitting and like meditating and like mm. just listening with yourself and sometimes you have to take like a break from things to to do that yeah <laughs> and if you don't like at a certain point like yeah you'll be forced to at, at, at a certain <laughs> point like <laughs> that's legit that's, you know I, I think it's incredibly valid i yeah. think it's incredibly valid especially in new york man this is an adult dose yeah. This is a really this really is an adult dose of an accelerator. Mm-hmm. You know, the city itself has this energy and everybody's ambitious. Yeah. Everybody's like nobody really moves to New York to like, I just want to hang out for a little bit and yeah. chill. And like people who just want to chill, those are the ones who usually are like, This is not for me. And it's yeah. like, I get it a hundred percent because it's not easy. Yeah. But that's not mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Unless you go into it purposely with not just chill, but like I want to dilettante, 
I want to be dilettante and well maybe that's a negative word though isn't it dilettante. even still though it's, but like, it's like i just want to float around and see what the hell happens and you can do that but there's a point with that where it's like if you um don't have the financial resources <laughs> yeah. like you can't just do that like uh, just surviving here yeah it's hard work like yeah like you know when you first move here depending on like the experience but like a lot of people it's like ambition or not like it's mm-hmm. like the first thing to do when you get here is to figure out how to live here, yeah, how to survive here. Exactly. And it's doable. Right. But it's not as easy as it is in other places. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? It's so true. I, I think um I think even more so now, because uh once this area like because we were both in the McKibben lofts mm-hmm. and we were a part of in our in different uh in different areas, both in music. Uh, but there were different scenes within the McKibben lofts. Like I had the crack funk with my crew, you know, yeah. Jules Hollander, uh, Cole Ramstad, who you still doing his thing. Um, Jules teaching music. Uh, and then Ian Miller, yeah. Nate Baker, Ian Miller was in dance fight, you yeah. know, with Adam Platt and, uh, old Ben, um, and you know, Justin Brown and, uh, JD and all these other people. Um, you know, there was a whole, uh, funk soul blues thing that happened that it's really Mike boss. Yeah. And that all went into my backyard when like three of us moved in together and where I still live now. It's really funny age. that I didn't know really like that. I ended up in like the rock thing. Cause mm-hmm. that's not really my thing. And like <laughs> I was, but I was trying to like fit in that for a while. Yeah. And then like with like the changing of the band, like each band, new band member that came in, but even the original, um, was trying to make it more funky, but at the mm. time I was trying to be more rock, and finally I was just like, "What am I doing?" Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's a like there's a rock element to me, and also like rock yeah. music originally was kind of black music too, mm. and so it was funk like the the original like rock like you know what I mean? From the band called Death. <laughs> well, that's like even punk, but like, yeah, I mean, no, like yeah, if you go yeah, back to like punk. the 50s and the mm-hmm. 60s, like it was like basically what rock was, what rock was in a way was white people taking R&B and just playing it like <laughs> and calling it something else. Like that's kind of what rock was. You know what I mean? Well, I like it was, I think, yeah, I think yes, but I, there's a part of it that, to me, like rock being rock, like if you didn't have that white influence, you know, with rock around the clock, it yeah. might not have been what it was. Yet, was it? Well, that's what bo- I'm saying. Was like it heavily even, borrowed? Yeah, sure was. Yeah. Well, I'm not even getting into like stealing or, but, but like what yeah. essentially, like if you um, look at like the British invasion, especially, oh, yeah. like those guys were listening to mm-hmm. black music. Yeah. Like they'll, they'll, they'll talk about it. They like that's what they were trying to play. They weren't. You know what I mean? And yeah. then it sounded different. Um, just sort of like any art form. That's why I think it's it's not about... Like, it is... It's problematic when people don't... Like, when people don't get their due, sort of. But right. um, it's not problematic for anybody to explore any form of artistic expression, I think. As long as, like, you respect where it came from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like the Beatles and those guys, and even what's interesting about the British invasion is it's a weird thing, but in some, some ways 
they like people who were like kind of not getting attention they like all of a sudden like the like you know media and stuff would ask the beatles ask the rolling stones who their influence were mm-hmm. and they would like say these people and yeah. sometimes it would like give like a revival to some careers that like weren't getting the attention yeah but it's interesting how you have to like leave to get recognized you know and you got like people that also like josephine baker that actually had to travel to europe to like mm-hmm. to get appreciated you know yeah um yeah i don't know what the point was there but <laughs> but yes no i think like music is <laughs> all right let's <laughs> i can't sorry. i can't I, do that i love that all right okay okay um <laughs> it's so fun but yeah, but that's but it's interesting because I was in the rock scene and mm. I didn't even know. This is I am like the third you're talking about. Do, well, or, it was more like that. Potion Collective. Like right. yeah, I am the and I am the third kind of came out of Potion Collective. But Potion right. Collective did have like some funk, did have some hip hop. But like like Chris was there. Mm. Um, Ian Gilliam was there. Yeah, um, uh, Ian Nichols. God, what a talent that guy. Uh, do you remember Earth Child? Like him and Nichols. Uh, they were like a duo. Oh, yeah. Nickel's yeah. super the tall super dude. tall guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And sang. Yeah. Um, and then Katie Eng. Yeah. My God. That, if you were talking about an accelerator. Yeah. She just like, just like made art by accident. And everybody else around and her. And paintings just, and stuff Her too. paintings like, are insane. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, when she started making music, I remember it, like it was in Potion. Yeah. Right. And she just, it was like she just decided, I think I'll start making music today. And yeah. And then she just like. I mean, she didn't know the notes. It was all... She didn't know the theory or any of that kind of yeah. stuff. She just was doing it. Yeah. And, like, this sounds cool. I like these notes. That's a rhythm. These words are incredible. Her words are... Her lyrics and her sense of uh, composition is was just so good. Yeah. It's just so good. And, she, like, the way she was able to really, really channel everything that she was feeling into her song and just be really in it with the performance. Like, the whole thing is just so goddamn raw. Yeah. Oh, man, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, even. Yep. Yeah, man. Uh, So, yeah, there were all these... So, all these things were happening at the same time. Right. All these different evolutions. Uh, 2010 was an amazing year. Yeah. There was, like, that summer where everything clicked. You know, all these things. And I think Potion... uh, the Potion Collective even kept going beyond that, like 2010, 2011. Yeah. Right? And all those things. And then I think what happened is the economy picked up and everybody started getting jobs again. And then right around that time, everybody found out about what was going on and wanted to move to the area. Yeah. Because, like, you know, there was nothing past, you know, people weren't really living past flushing. Like, the people who would, uh, I mean, there were people living past flushing. But this particular scene, didn't have its influence past that yet. I mean, it was Roberta's had just opened up. Yeah. Um, and it was like, we're, as far as bars, it was like Kings County and then um, 983, which was Life Cafe. Life Cafe. Yep. Right. One coffee shop, um, Archive, which Archive. is now, which now, is now Swallow. Swallow. Right. Mm-hmm. Archive was dope. They were just like, the, you know, and old. they had videos back in the day. Yeah, you could rent VHS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was really cool, really cool. Um, and then in like two years, everything blew up and all the rents went sky high. So uh, every so I think, yeah, like what we were saying, like the, the ability to come in and just kind of like roll through, I think it was easier 
um, in when we first got here because there were people who were just like crowds, yeah, crowd surfing. I'm sorry, uh, couch surfing. <laughs> Um, and like sleeping wherever and just bouncing from room to room even. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are sleeping in the hallways, you know, or whatever, like, uh, yeah, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> like he would just, he would just find him in places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would just, you know, uh, but he had like the best spirits about it, you know? Um, but yeah. So with that, I think everybody, you have all that ambition and you had all that stuff and then people's just started really evolving too. Cause everybody got like just a touch older. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so you had like, so there was a mix of that and people came, became leaders in whatever it is that they're doing, um, and being inspired by the people around them. So I think that's something that's really special about this particular area. Yeah. You know, um, people like the fashion, I mean, people started copying fashion. I remember when magazines first came out and they were wearing the stuff in the magazines that we were wearing because it was $5. Yeah. Like we got the, like all that like retro seventies kind of stuff was what we were wearing. Like everything was brown. Now everybody's like all blacked out, you know, Yeah. wearing your stuff or like wearing like different, like brighter colors or whatever. Um, coming back. It's kind of exciting. Um, but yeah, all that, like I had a brown leather jacket. You know, I had like, you know, I'd like striped like a yellow kind of thing going on, brown boots. And that was, that was what was going on. And then I saw it in a, in a magazine. I went, oh, wow, here we go. Like, it's amazing. I remember the year everybody had like fake fur jackets too. (laughs) Yeah. Some of them were real, I guess, but they were all from like, all from, uh, now is now it's L train vintage. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called before. I don't even know. But yeah, it was a place. With and now clothes. it's like a chain, L train vintage. It's like a thing. Yeah. It's still it's still the same thing though. I kind of like that. Like it's still just warehouse mm-hmm. of castaways and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there was so and there were so many people to influence that because it wasn't just music. I mean, we've talked a lot about music, but there was. I mean, at especially when there, the recession hit in 2008, there was this incubation period. So at any point in time, you could just walk up and down the halls and there's an impromptu play going on. There yeah. was somebody, uh, there, was, there were chefs, there was like steampunk inventors, models and art galleries, art galleries and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, it, it just like cracked open yeah. and like spilled out into this amazing cornucopia of uh, fantastic creation. Yeah. Which is still, the influence is still there. It's still here. You know, it, it just like, it set the mood, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy and amazing that we were alive during this piece of actual history. Um, that set this trend. One of the New York, yeah. One of the yeah, New York moments. One of them. One yeah. of the New York moments. Like, you know, I, I really, because it did influence society. It, yeah. it really has the, the taste in the culture and creating things, the DIY uh, movement, uh, all those things that happened like there. How do you feel? Cause I know how I feel about it. Um, about the upcoming L train shutdown. I, I think I feel a couple of things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm, I'm lucky that I still live by the J and the M. Right. Um, I, I'm seeing a mass exodus of people. Uh, I think that, I mean, cause when the L train got hot, I mean, we used to be able to, it was rush hour. You could still get a seat. Like, yeah. That was normal every day. I was thinking about that. Like I had a horrible train ride the other day, um, coming back from a party in Harlem and man, the way back, it was like wall. And I had a seat because I was coming from so far up 
but it was so packed and it was a Sunday. And I remember I was like thinking back to like Halloween going back in the evening mm. on a Halloween night. Yeah. And I don't know what day of the week it was. Maybe it was like a weekday. So maybe not as many people, mm-hmm. but being like me and the lady I was dating at the time, um, sitting mm-hmm. and there being room for like people to still like walk around. Like if they didn't have a seat, yeah. they were like able to move about the train freely. Yeah. Like it's like exactly. not like that when it's packed now. Like not even close. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, so the other trains are going to get packed. Yeah, for sure. So, but I have with the Exodus, um, I mean, there'll be Exodus towards other places like, mm-hmm. you know, Park Slope area and also Bed-Stuy and deeper Bushwick and further down the M we'll probably see see some of that there. I think there'll be another incubation period. That's what I think. I think there will be with this with this next generation coming up. Um there's still a lot of uh creativity around House of Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot there. Yeah. Um so and and people are moving to Ridgewood and and places like that. So I think there will be another incubation period. Um and I think it's I think it's a healthy thing. I think. Yeah. Uh I think also Given the boom that we were just talking about, that creative boom, you know, that was 2008. Here we are 10 years later. It's a cycle, you know. So I think they're, the people who came to do what they uh, came to do, a lot of them have completed that and are, are looking to other things. Yeah. Um, other places. And, you know, if, if you've already done the hardship once, like living through the recession in New York is one of the most, like, that is one of the hardest things I've yeah. ever done uh, in my life. Uh, and maybe one of the harder things I'll ever do in my life. But it does prepare you for other things. But if you've done it already, it's like, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I know what it's like to... Well, especially when it happened yeah. when you moved here. Like, literally right. moved here and that's happening. Like, I remember um, I, I had a number of friends who moved around the same time. And I was all in on acting at the time. Mm. But then it's like I moved here and um, I was auditioning right away. I was like hitting the pavement. Mm. And but then I'm trying to find a survival job. And because the recession was so bad, like the the restaurant jobs had lines like like that we're hiring had lines of people applying. Wow. And so it like was... Like out the door, like you would yes. show up to apply and there are people like yeah. waiting in line to apply. With re- like, because a lot of them were actors oh also. So a lot of them with pictures also. Oh, wow. And I'm brand <laughs> new to the city. So I don't mm. have any like... Can, like, well, I did... I, I ended up getting a job at a catering company, mm-hmm. luckily, because I had done a play with somebody um, like that summer who lived here. So I finally like... That's what you do. You email people like, hey, um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm here if you have any leads. And she's like, um, would you be down to work with for a catering company? It's like, yes. Yes. Like, I don't sure. have anything right now. Whatever you want. Um, Absolutely. And that that's where I ended up. That was my first job. But, uh, man, it was so hard because, and the catering company was hard because normally that can be kind of like a flexible full-time thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the recession there weren't there was like half the amount of catering gigs because like the companies weren't like we're cutting costs everywhere yeah so they weren't throwing as many parties Mm -hmm. like half the amount yeah um so for me like so still trying to find like other 
income and stuff like that, it's like, it felt like auditioning regularly is hard enough. But then for me, I felt like I was having to do it twice. Yeah. So go and audition. And then audition, like it felt like auditioning for like restaurant jobs. It was <laughs> hard. Wow. And I remember um, how hard it was, was everybody, pretty much everybody I talked to like that winter, 2008 to 2009, of like, you know, the usual, how you doing? Oh, I'm okay. You know, and mm-hmm. sometimes we're all up and down. Yeah. But the conversation would go, how you doing? I'm okay. Actually, I'm not. <laughs> Actually, I'm not okay right now. <laughs> like, and it was just like, yep, I yep, know. Yep. Like, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Like, it was, man. Yeah. This, you could see it was in a this, gauntlet. Like, the stress among roommates. Mm-hmm. The roommate stories. Everybody's roommate stories, man. There, I. It is true that, like, economic... Uh, hardship will bring will make people do things that they would normally never do, yeah, because they're who you know their survival, yeah, feels threatened, you know. So it things can get ugly, things can get cutthroat, you know. You really it's an exercise in patience and and, and all these things to try to survive some of these things. I mean, and then you add on the stress that is involved with an ambitious place. And a place that is just as active as New York. Like, that's something that's an accelerator, an accelerator anyway. Yeah. So that is like, you know, you, you, I've, I'm, and I'm sure you have too, like, really seen the, like, the full spectrum of the human, of human nature. Yeah. You really see what people, you know, from the, from the joyous joys and and some of the lowest lows like 2009 was have was really hard for people and then as soon as things started getting ro- but the 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 love that we found within each other through this incubation period you know it didn't it, it was hard yeah um, because you know your sense of uh, of identity is questioned you know who am i what am i doing you know and why yeah, and all of those things gets it's very challenged, but because we were able to band together uh, in a place like McKibben, you know, we were visiting each other's lots. We weren't going out to bars or any of that kind of stuff. We were we were there to create. We were there to be ambitious, um, and you know, it would we would just band together. So it's like, all right, it's Saturday. I've got an egg. You've got some lettuce. You know, this person over here has got a little. They actually found some pesto. That's crazy. You know, let's put it all together and everybody gets to eat today. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think the same thing happened with with art. Uh, I was like, all right, cool. I've got some music. You've got a projector. Um, you've got some other crazy. You've got some fabrics. Let's put that over there. And the things just kind of happened. Yeah. You know, and I think that uh, the model of creation uh, is something. Uh, I mean, it was a great study in, in, in that. And that's something that can be taken, uh, not just outside the, not just within the arts, but with everything that you do. You know, anything that you do is a creative process. Yeah. You know, everything, whether you know whether you're in finance or or any or health or whatever it is. You know, you're always here. It's like, okay, we're here. All right, these are the tools around us. Let's move forward. And you're always building stuff. Yeah. You know, and. So getting back to that, you know, that meditative 
process that you were talking about. You know, it's really important to come back to the present moment on purpose. Yeah. You know, um, you don't have to be forced there. <laughs> right. You know, uh, through hardship, but you can just go back to this space and say, okay, we're going to shed some of this stuff because um, our minds are in the past or worrying about the future. If we're just here for a little bit, things start to clear up. You know, and then you can see uh, you can see your tools at hand again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things also to do. Um, it's not like any many people recommend this, but I do find it one of the simplest ones when you're feeling like down. Mm-hmm. Is to if you can write it out good, but also if you can just say it. Um, and that's like gratitude lists. Yeah, man. Um, Gratitude's amazing. Yeah, because. No matter what, I was talking about this with somebody like in in arts and stuff like that. No matter what, like one of the biggest, I think, flaws of an artist is when you compare yourselves to others. Mm. Like it's good to like watch and like learn from other people. So in that way, comparing is good. Yeah. But when you're like putting a judgment on it and especially um whether it's judging somebody else or judging yourself, but especially like, I think even if you're judging yourself or judging somebody else, you're really judging yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and to remember like, no matter what you, you know, you think somebody else has and where they are, um, step back, be thankful for where you are, because if you've made any progress, and you probably have, if you've been taking some steps, um, maybe you're beating yourself up because you feel like you should be further along. Yeah. But I guarantee there's somebody who would love to like trade places with where you are in mm. your progression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so to That's remember that, like there's always going to be people like on different, like we're, we all get where we're going. Like we're not going to the same place. We all have our own stories, but like, um, the timing's different for everybody, like you know, um, yeah. and it's a it's an ongoing process. Um, so yeah, just to be grateful, is yeah, yeah huge. I think I, I think you I think you're spot on with that. You know that, I, and then it, I hadn't actually thought about it that you know the way that you just stated it. You know, um, because yeah, you do get caught up, and because you're so caught up in the process, yeah, in the accelerated process, in a, in a tough place, in a tough industry where there's no like real roadmaps, you know, and the, if there are, they change because these industries change along with, you know, everything else, especially now, like we're just, we're rewriting the rules right now. Everybody like society right now, like overall, we're just like, all right, who are we? What do we want to do? That's, I mean, that's what just happened with that whole election process and all of the online arguing, you know, everybody being able to see each other for the first time and all that. Um, and I think it's a, it's a terrible time in some ways. (laughs) Um, but I think it's also a great time and great can have, uh, like great doesn't necessarily mean good or bad. Mm. Great means like a massive, uh, influential, like, I think it's like a pivotal time like where we have great opportunity to go in like kind of like we we have to make decisions which directions we want to go in right but the individual i think also has a lot of opportunity to really decide like more than 
ever in human history, there's a lot of freedom um, to to choose where, where you want to go. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> meditate and mm-hmm. think about it. Think about where you want to go and, like, yeah. be wise. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think um, what I'm noticing more and more are people being done, people with fighting. You know, I'm, I'm seeing hope and positivity coming up more and more and more. Then this is, but this is our, my New York bubble yeah. as well. So it's going to be good. I'm spending a month in uh, San Diego in January, which is great for decompression and, and, uh, I love that recall- area. Man. Oh my God. I cannot wait. Like San Francisco, oh. San Diego, the Bay area in general. Mm. Like I love, man. Um, I love, uh, Love the Monterey also. You oh, should right go on. to the Monterey. I haven't, I haven't checked all that stuff out yet. Ah, Monterey Aquarium is pretty dope. Oh, right on, man. For some... Um, San Diego is also a conservative place. Oh, really? Yeah, and one of the, one of the biggest Christian colleges in in the country. Uh, so it's, it's interesting because you have this surfer, like hippie, old beach kind of thing. But then you also have this, you know, La Jolla uh, and then a younger conservative group of people so the conversations are going to be quite different and you know, i've had some interesting conversations with people who are like what the hell are you talking about like they just no idea where i'm coming from yeah well, i mean that no idea because i think we all have a hum- basic human experience but there hits a certain point where the culture clashes and i think there's more of um people are more open to speaking about these things and uh, which i think is a positive thing because uh and this and this is where uh gratitude also kicks back in because um, gratitude does everything that you had said. Um, there's another piece of it where also psychologically you retrain the way you think, um, because you, you know, um, what happens is in situations like that we've been in, the world starts to look like a threatening place, right? Right. Just everything is a threat. So you're always on guard. And yeah. that shifts the way you think. That's your, you know, your thoughts become more negative. You end up with more negative, negative thought patterns and spirals and all that kind of stuff. Um, and what gratitude does do is it retrains the brain to look at the world as a positive place. So there's gratitude for the bigger things. You know, whenever, whenever I talk to people about gratitude practices, you know, from my, because you know, when I instruct in meditation and mindfulness and even tarot. Um, I talk about these things and, uh, it's not just, you know, you talk about the, the big gratitudes, like, you know, I'm I'm grateful for, you know, my family for this and this friend for that and all the big things. And then you start running out of stuff. Um, and it's just as important to say things like, you know, I'm grateful for the table because it's a little higher than the floor. You know? Absolutely. So every, then all of a sudden these little things start to mean more. You know, you, well, you it's find like sa- the sacred food. in the Monday. Like yeah. it's like so simple. Like yeah. to, I'm grateful to have like four working limbs. Like it's like right. really <clears throat> when you sit there and think about it, mm-hmm. it's like you don't have it as like. Right. I mean, and I'm not like there's somebody who has it worse than everybody in this world. Like, you right. know what I mean? There yeah, is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But most of the time, like if you are sitting here listening to this, mm-hmm. um, that means you're connected to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you have a dis- device connect. Like, you know what I mean? Most people, if you think about it, mm-hmm. you have a lot to be grateful for. Like yeah. you are ahead of millions. Millions. Like, so straight up. So then, yeah, have some compassionate for your fellow people mm-hmm. out here struggling. Um, 
and also fucking do something with your opportunity. That's like the other thing. Right. Do something. Yeah, man. That's true. I mean, uh, an old friend of mine who is now like, you know, I've, I, I talked with him. I talk with him frequently about, you know, uh, I guess spir- spiritual advisement and stuff like that. He's yeah. like an artist friend of mine uh, by the name of Shaw. Um, when we started talking about these kinds of things, he's a hip hop artist down in Atlanta. Oh, well, from Toronto, but now down in Atlanta. Um, I've seen he has a like a gratitude practice. You know, mm-hmm. we started talking about this thing, these things, and we did like some uh, like a like a series on on Facebook. You know, like a public conversation. You know, posting the homework and all that thing. We went you know through for two weeks or one week and stuff like that, and. He's getting that message out through his hip, through his community uh, in hip hop. So, uh, and I've just seen what has happened to him. Like he's just it's it's uh, shifting. It is he was already a positive guy, yeah. You know, um, but this is really like taking him to a different level. And then you start talking. Then you start talking about energy and the energy you put out. So if you're like in a better state more often, more and more often, yeah. You know the way <laughs> he's like, you get more winner shit. Is the way it's, <laughs> it's it, true but, though. Like you know, it's but people are, like he he's just he he's a magnet and for positive good people. You yeah, know, because that's what he projects. Yeah, you know, and it, it, he's just finding more and more and more success. You know, personally because it, because it started with the person. You know, it started with him. Yeah, and now the all the external stuff is like naturally kind of gravitating to him, and so it's amazing to see. Yeah, like it's like. I think also, you know, if you're like miserable at a job for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there are times like walk, you know, find maybe that's not what you ultimately should be finding your passion and, you know, working to make more and more of your time being spent doing what you're here to do. Right. That said, while you're at the job, like when you're in these different situations, because no matter what, you're going to have to be and work with like different types of people and you're going to have to do some things that you don't that aren't your first choice to do like mm. it's sometimes yeah um but yeah the energy that you go in with like everything's an opportunity like <laughs> yeah. you can be the yeah. you could be the positive light and if you're like kind to people um help other people um you can shift, like, at least for your experience, you can make, like, a negative experience become a positive experience for yourself and others. Um, and when that happens, like, that can shift the whole dynamic of a, of a place, you know, or yeah. a situation. Um, and things come out of, like, unexpected things. So yeah. it's, like, sometimes your best opportunities or the the big opportunities that like when you, when you look back they don't like sometimes they come from some side thing right where you meet somebody who somehow like then or later on like plays an important role in your life you know what i mean yeah and if you're in a negative like if you're not in the right space you like that connection doesn't happen i think know? that's true so what do you, what do you think the recipe is there a recipe for that or like what are the different components that um, get that kind of real. I, I mean, well, you I know? think you, you know, we were talking about like the time we live in and like the positive, the gratitude and stuff like that. I think, um, it's like take care of yourself, love yourself and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. and 
be sure that you're being kind to yourself as well to others. Um, but that said, uh, a lot of people are taught or like have a assumption. Um, there's like two different schools of like business thought. Mm-hmm. Um, one is that everything's cutthroat and it's me or the other, like I got to get mine first or else somebody else is going to like get over on me. That's right. one. And that's like the old school thought. Yeah. I don't think it's correct. Like, I think that's to me, that's not, I'm not interested in doing that kind of business. Um, maybe in the short term, some people may get over on me because of that. Cause I'm not interested in that. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So I'm not going to play that game. Um, I believe like you can go into situations and, um, you should share what you know, like if it can help other people out, like mm. the old school of thought is like, Oh, I have, I have these tools and I like, and I see somebody struggling with something, yeah. but, um, I'm not going to share. I'm not going to tell them like my resource, like I'm not going to share my knowledge, my resources, like some things that are helping me out with what they're struggling with. That's like the old, like that's kind of the old cutthroat mode. Yeah. Um, I think you fucking keep like sharing resources. It's up to other people, whether they, they use them or not, Mm -hmm. but it's good business to me. Like, it's like, that's good business to me. You share what you know. Um, because like, I believe there, like there's cause and effects. I believe like things come around. Like we're talking about cycles when you share things with others, like people share things with you, like, you know what I mean? And again, like the whole thing of like people being at different parts of the process. Yeah. Somebody who's like struggling with something and like, they're not where you are like objectively, um, Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, but you, you clearly see things you can help them with. They might have some tool. Like, even though they're not like where you are, like in your progression or whatever, they might have some like key tool to share with you. Yeah. Um, but if you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's hard to explain (laughs) that, but it's like, but I really believe it. I really believe Mm. like you give yourself way more opportunities when you share. Like that's just, you know, and I, I think there are books on business about kind of that mentality of like, like it's like the mentality of, instead of trying to sell somebody a bad product, um, how can I create something? What can I do to create value for other people in the world? Um, and that if you create value, yeah, like you will, like it will be valued Hmm. and like the money and all that stuff will work itself out because you have something of value to offer, like really a value not snake oil right not i believe false that's true you know what i mean so it's like and i think like that's the other thing like a lot of people um get mixed up on is like marketing marketing is a part of of it like no matter what you're doing it is important to get your stuff out there yeah but getting your stuff out there is not as important as working and constantly improving and actually getting better right and actually creating things that are actually of value Hmm. you can market shit but in the end people are gonna know Mm -hmm. like if you market shit really well people are gonna know 
Like that's, yeah, <laughs> that's some uh, very well-known shit right yeah. there versus actually creating things. And like, who cares how many, like, you know what I mean? Like people who need it will, will find it. Like, right. So th- I think what you're, you've hit on something that actually I've been trying to work out for myself where the line is between open sharing something that you've been working on and um and holding on to what you've been working on i know and i recognize in this process that some of it is Mm fear-based for sure you know um and some of that is absolutely false uh and some of it is real depending on the situation. Cause I think the sharing part of it is you're dead on. Like that's how things develop people sharing ideas and, and moving forward and some, and everybody borrows a little bit from everybody else. And the inspiration piece of that grows, you know, um, then there are, there are people this is, and, and I, I'm, I'm not saying I, I know what, you know, where these lines are completely. I'm still like, kind of trying to figure this stuff out because um you know there are people who are still in that old way of thinking yeah you know and i've seen i've seen it firsthand people like you know somebody uh has a product right Mm -hmm. and they have a really good name and somebody else was already working on it but they didn't go through the steps to uh, you know, to trademark it. So right. somebody else says, oh, that's a good name. They didn't trademark it. Sorry for you. It doesn't matter if you've been working on it for three or four years. Now this website is mine and you can't use your product anymore. Those are, those are the kinds of things like where is the line yeah. there? So you know? I do think like if you have an idea, um, I, I have a, I've bought a couple websites before, mm-hmm. like, and I have a few also like that. Like, if there's something that I know I want to do, like, there's a creative project I'm working on in tandem with this one. But one of the things I did with this long before I launched, like, the podcast, Mm -hmm. probably, like, a year or two before, was I bought the websites, like, the domains. Right. Like, I looked for them, and then I was like, okay, they're there. I'm getting them. Yeah. Um, And I by them, I mean, I have the, like, and (laughs) it by itself. Yeah. Just because I was just like, I want those, too. Yeah. Like, everything else, whatever. Um, so I think, yeah, being smart like that. Um, and then, um, in the process, I think if it's something you're creating, I think it's good at a, one of my mentors also said, protect your process. Right. So you don't have to talk to everybody about every detail of it. Right. Um, especially when there's danger there. Yeah. Um, for example, like I've talked about this a few times on here, but um, I almost signed with an agent like a couple months ago, like an acting agent mm-hmm. and it didn't happen, but I started talking about it. And like in that, like I kind of knew I shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, as I know, like also you shouldn't talk about specific auditions, right? but I was really excited and that was moving faster than I thought it, than I was planning. So it was just like excitement. Right. But then when it didn't work out, then it's just like, damn it. Like now everybody, <laughs> how'd that go? Yeah, yeah it didn't, didn't work out. You're like, oh, um, but tough times. Yeah, but <laughs> but like, you know, there, and then that's there's developments on that happening right now that I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on a right, little bit. Exactly. Right. But but um, but it's like with that, it's like there are things like I've learned, and because it didn't happen, it like re, it did hurt. It mm-hmm. did um, 
I got depressed for like probably a few weeks to a month after just sort of like down and then, and kept working through it. But then at a certain point I was like, okay, get over it and get back to the process of the work. Exactly. Um, Exactly. But like protecting the process. So it's like, keep like if you have name like specific names i think and specific things you can keep to yourself and like you can kind of float it with people Mm -hmm. because you do want to like whatever it is i think i believe in collaboration but um like for instance the podcast and stuff like that there have been people who like when i like launched they were like oh i want to get involved like we could do this this and it's like "Mm, i'm protective because of what i learned with like potion collective Mm -hmm. it's like um, I definitely want to work with as many people as possible. But one thing that is very important to me is creative control. Right. So this, like, this is like, I want to work with people as it grows, but this is mine. Right. Like, this is my baby. Yeah. Um, and I want it to be not just about me. That's, you know what I mean? But yeah. like, but I have to be like right now, I would rather do more of the legwork myself Mm-hmm. and let it grow organically so yeah. i'm not worried about um you know what i mean like i'm just worried worried right. focused on making this better and better and being yeah. consistent um but yeah but i think specifics you have to be careful of like don't you know keep some cards to yourself yeah but if somebody if you meet somebody who's also trying to do like a podcast or something like that mm-hmm. by all means you can help like share the same resources right with them because also like with that i have had also people ask if i would maybe produce like another podcast or something like for somebody else and i would um but then it's a matter of like time and money but like that could be also something where it's like ultimately if somebody wants to pay me something to help them and i do know i don't know everything about it i'm not an expert because i've gone through the process myself mm-hmm. like i could feel comfortable at least i know how to produce like something of the same quality as mine right um yeah. so and i've also found um some with the people that i'm able to speak more openly about my process it's uh there are people who um are a like definitely respectful of you know, what you're talking about, you know, the, your own creative process, they, they, they understand that. And you also have a respect for theirs, you know, and that's a good, that's a good balance. But also it's a bit, there's div, uh, diversification, you know, there's like the creative processes don't really um, clash enough Yeah, that you don't really worry about it. So it's actually just a good mixture. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Like there's a mix of that too. Yeah. You know, um, but when, however that process happens once the final product is out it, it's just out you know yeah. and you know people I think that's when when people start getting worried about like who's stealing what then there I mean that's where there's a whole other world of lawyers and also but it, like, that and also as far as like trademarks and stuff like that and names yeah like somebody uh, mm, <laughs> our, I am the third domain no. like this was like years ago Mm-hmm. Yeah, like lapsed. Um, so frustrating because I had other domains that, but for some reason, the email address associated that originally opened I am the third was one I was not actively using, but I had multiple domains. Uh-huh. But for some reason, like I didn't get the notifications that 
it was lapsing um, and then it got bought from under that sucks. Right. Yeah. But then there's alternate, like that still sucks. That's like a, another thing. <laughs> Cause that was already like, we had it and then it, and that's happened to like many bands before. Yeah. Um, but like ultimately, like if you have an idea, like a business or some creative thing and somebody else gets the name that you're going to use before you and like same idea, mm-hmm. fine. Change the name. Like if you have a good idea, change the name and come out with a better product. And maybe like if theirs was like half baked, maybe your thing will do really well and eventually will make money. And then you can just buy the, the name back back later. You (laughs) know what I mean? Yeah, that's Um, true. And, and, or if not, who cares? Like maybe it'll be better. It's already good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you don't necessarily need the old thing anymore. Yeah. It's because it was just a step along the way. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And if it's, yeah, so I think that there's no shortage of, like, people can open the same type of restaurant. They can both be successful, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they can. Like, yeah. especially if you don't, it's like different actors, different bands. You don't have to be enemies. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're competing with yourself. That I agree with. I, I like, unless it's a blatant steal yeah i mean it's tough for to not be influenced by other yeah people and and the music around you like it's really tough you know especially i mean there's the notes are there's you know there's limited notes they're limited scales you know i mean the limit is great for scales actually but like you know but there's only so many notes there's only so many measures you know, it's like if it's, you're doing it in four, there's some, you know, there's upbeats and downbeats and they're there, you know. Um, and if you're in a collective group of people, uh, you know, if you're in an area, right, uh, in, in the same geographic area or even in the same time period. Like if you exist at the same time as other bands, you are also experiencing the same influences that they're experiencing. So you're building on the shoulders of other people. Right. So it only stands to reason that two people hundreds of miles away would come up with the same idea. Yeah. Really. So that happens all the time. You see something like, oh, I've got this idea, but somebody else grabbed it. Yeah. Because they were watching the same thing you were. Yeah. They were listening to the same thing you were. And they felt the same like, boom, 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 boom. And everybody is, all right, so what's next? Boom, 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 boom. Oh yeah! Oh, that guy's gonna get a bounce. Did it count? Did it count? Yeah. Did it count? You know, and every, it's like, all right, cool. Now, like, you see it in house music. You know, it's really like I don't know how. You know, I mean, there's it's everybody's got the silent, You know, and everybody goes ah because they felt it. You know, so everyone's like, well, I'm gonna do that too. Yeah. You know, and you can't like, wait, hey, I came up with a bass drop. No one else is allowed to come up with a bass drop. Right. You know, and and people do get, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, if somebody were to move that into rock, right, or somebody would move that into hip hop, you know, there are people who say like, oh, well, you know, they they, they just borrowed that from house. And, and like, you can't get stanky about it. And who, you yeah, can't. And it's like, you can't get stanky about that. And it's like, that. did the people like it? Yeah. Are people enjoying it? Then, exactly. You know? Then fine, yeah, you know. Um, but if I if I came out with a song, you know, all I want, and just had an LCD sound system, like bass to it, you know, like like the whole structure, 
then yeah, you're just you're not yeah yeah. It's not gonna that's not good. But also, I think people would smell it. Yeah, you know, if it's like if you just shifted a couple words around. Yeah, you know, but you copied the motif. Yeah, yeah, and it's also like, is that how you want to spend your time? Like, is that you? Is that what you want to spend your time doing? Like, you know what I mean? Because you you probably got something better in you. Yeah, probably. You know. Yeah. So that's like. um, So I guess that's that work thing that you were talking about. Like that's part of the work. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You create stuff, and then. And then it's there, and then you are like, okay, what's so now? What do we do? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Uh, so uh, I don't know, man. That's that's a whole process. That's yep. a whole. That's the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so what else? Uh, what's going on with you? Oh man. Oh yeah. Um, well, the shift is, uh, you know, as far as everything that we've talked about, where I'm at in this cycle, um, in. 2012, I started reading tarot cards, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that's an old family practice, uh, you know, from, my, and I was taught by my mom, my dad, like I've been doing, I've been doing like psychic work and uh, visualization and all that kind of stuff since I was like seven years old, right? And then I got into Eastern thought and, and then learned regular meditation along, you know, a long time. So it's all coming together uh, to become something. And I've been working on this for a little bit and I'm just letting the process dictate the direction the you steps, know, as, yeah. as things, as things have come up and I've been able to test some of these things like, you know, um, making separations between mindfulness, which has popped up. Cause that was, that was a big thing to, uh, not to get belabored on the recession, uh, but just to quickly touch back on it. Um, when the recession hit, there were a couple of industries that actually went up which was uh, yoga got mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, that's uh, when I started. It. Well, I mm-hmm. started in twenty, yeah, two thousand nine, mm-hmm. some, something like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yoga and massage. Those two industries went up because people needed uh, a way to feel good. Yeah, and then from yoga, I think because of the shavasana position at the end, where you lie down and you start to just kind of relax and mm-hmm. and all of that, meditation and mindfulness started popping up. And then on the West Coast, you know, uh, people, CEOs and, and, all, and all the people in the tech industry started getting into it more and more and more. And they started adapting it into their businesses, you know, into Google and Apple and places like that and saw success, you know, and they saw. And plus there was a Burning Man influence, all those tech guys, you know, where so there was a shift of thought at how to work together. Right. So that that's coming up. So now these things are more acceptable. Right. Uh, tarot also came up in this area, in particular in Bushwick. Uh, at the same time, in 2012, I launched Brooklyn Love and Tarot. That was my, per- that was, I started that because um, I went home for like Miyagi style training. Like I was literally sanding floorboards and painting things. Like I was actually doing this. It was, you know, with my hands, you're like up, down, up, down. Um, and then studying with my, you know, with my mom, who was my, uh, one of my primary teachers. Um, for this, you know, practice. And then from there I built it and built it and kept, you know, I was doing, you know, all the stuff locally here, different parties and like reading and reading and reading, reading. I was reading at Cave. I was reading at, um, Ange Noir, uh, and then got in, started branding more, uh, some friends of mine who were in, who were like branding experts. So I learned a lot about that. Um, and then started doing some corporate stuff, you know, corporate parties, um, and things started, so it was gaining experience, gaining, uh, 
building the brand um, and also using myself as a guinea pig to for these human experiences because that's what a tarot is a is a breakdown of human experiences in categories with pictures that's it that's like the the essence of it take all the future stuff out of it and all the fortune telling and all the and all the hollywood movie stuff like that's if you look at it objectively then it's just like a bunch of really good instructions on how to deal with stuff as it pops up mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of the angle i take from it uh, aside so you know leaving aside all the psychic stuff you know not that i'm not you know a proponent for those things but i i just shift it in a different way where yeah. it can be applicable uh without that uh and so some of these things these cycles you do that they do link up to mindfulness and meditation which is coming from this whole science side of things um so now i'm at a point where you know i've tested it in businesses you know and seen how that goes and new york is a tough place to to do this because it is not used to it it needs it you know it needs meditation and mindfulness more than other places because of how you know um you know how intense it can be um but it's taken it takes some time for anybody even especially for a larger collective to change and shift and you know accept these things and and so but it's gaining more and more popularity and you're seeing it implemented more and more and more more um and that has been uh i've seen really good results um using yourself as a guinea pig does have side effects, you know, um, and, and and it's been intense. So I am taking, but there have been great things that have popped up for that future opportunities. I don't want to talk about them yet um, because these are old seeds right. that I've planted. You know, I planted these seeds a while ago, and they're starting to to grow. But it's kind of like you said, you were saying before. It's like you know, it was like, well, I'm doing this thing and this thing and this thing, and then like, oh, what happened? Especially if it's in the, it's, you know, these things are, it's in a mature side of the growing process. You know, it's not like a new, it's not brand new by any means, but these things are still defining itself because the industry is also defining itself. You know, there's a lot of sharing going on um, and there's a lot of success. So things are shifting. So I am looking at the West Coast a little bit for that. Um so that this is, you know, it, now these things that I've been plant, these seeds that I've planted are now very actionable. So I've got a lot of data to back it up. Got a lot of experience to back it up. I've got hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of teaching and practicing, uh, you know, private teaching, group teaching. I've thrown two separate events based on this um, to really get and really get into how do you get somebody. Uh, even in the the most uh, like, well, I'll just say intense uh, in, intense situations, to be able to take a breath, gain some perspective, get in the present moment, release the tension from their body, so that and quiet the mind down, so that you are now viewing the world again in a more objective place. Right. And so you're able to deal with things a little easier, you know, and you, you get you get more and more present more often and and all these things kind of like building the positivity back up. That's what we're doing right now, collectively yeah. as a society after, you know, the giant collective fight we had. online, We're all like, OK, OK. All right. You know, we're just getting used to each other again and smiling and all those kinds of things. Those are all happening. So that happens, uh, you know, as well. 
uh, on an individual level. And personally, also having ADD, like anything that I, I feel like, you know, I feel like um, it's kind of like the, the creator of JetBlue, he had ADD. And so he's like, you know, we really need to put some television screens in the back of these chairs. This is a long, long flight. <laughs> you know, everybody went, that's a great idea. Um, so um, my experience has been that the things that help me uh, concentrate and help me gain perspective when your mind is arranged in such a way that, you're, that you are driven to, distract and, to distraction easily um, has had a very, very potent effect on people who don't have that. You know, they, they've, everyone's like, wow, this is really good. And it, and it lasts for days. Yeah. You know, it lasts for a while. Um, so uh, so I, now I've created this product is a, is a, is a strange word, but it, in, in some senses it is. It's, it's, an, it's an entire style. That, uh, it's a style of meditation. You know, and I think that's a, a, you're seeing it in other places. I'm not the only one. There are lots of people in this process, you know, coming out of all the stuff that we've gone through with the recession and then this election um, and then the natural gravitation uh, toward, towards this uh, industry for all these multitude of reasons. Um, there's just more and more stuff coming out. So I think that's an industry I, I look forward to uh, moving into uh, and seeing how that goes. Uh, because I've been, you know, I've been doing lighting design for a while, and I think that's come to a peak. You know, I mean, I've I started off, you know, starting in music, got a job at a uh, at a recording studio, who got me a job in with a pro live production company, doing lights and sound and everything. And then when I moved to New York, everybody and their mom went to sound schools, so and I'm like, ah, oh, that's enough. You know, and with lighting, you can actually play to the music. You know, all the lights that you see, it's like, oh, they go to the music. Like, there's somebody pushing the buttons and making those choices. You know, and that was amazing fun. I've been on tour. I was the tour, you know, I was lighting designer for They Might Be Giants. Um, I've seen some amazing, amazing stuff. I was the lighting production manager for the Waldorf Astoria. Uh, so, yeah, so I've done concerts and all these kinds of things. Aretha Franklin, uh, Stevie Wonder. I did a private party for Obama. Just doing some uplights in a Tribeca apartment, you know, in somebody's living room. There was a dinner. There was a dinner. There was like 20 people there. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, you have to wait in the back. Like, oh, I don't know. Something might happen with one of these lights. I should probably be in the room. They're like, oh, cool. Fine. Just <laughs> and, and Obama is sitting there like, you know, 10 feet away from me doing his Obama thing. And it was, it was really funny. It was... uh <laughs> there was a it was a private thing. I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but you know, Secret Service comes in or whatever. But, oh yeah. Um, but you know, there was nothing crazy. But you know, the reporters were there, and he did his Obama thing that you would normally see. And as they left, he's like, "Okay, all right, are they gone? Oh, cool. The fa the fourth branch of government has now left. <laughs> Let's talk. You know, and it was really cool to see that. You know, yeah. Um, you know, Dan Aykroyd's wine from his. Uh, dressing room, got that. You know, I drank Dan, Dan Aykroyd's wine in his dressing room. Like, so, like, ran, like these are people that yeah. you just, like, and they're just real people. Yeah. You know, they really are real people. I've seen, uh, I mean, Stevie Wonder closed out the Waldorf Astoria, and after everything, like, there was this huge two day setup, and at the last second, like, right, and they did all the testing, everything like that, and then in the middle of the first song, the whole low end, all the amps blew. 
unrecoverable. And I saw this is an, I'll never forget this piece of it. This is some valuable stuff for me personally. Um, Stevie Wonder on the last day that the Waldorf Astoria is open. You know, it's a, something being put on by the New York Presbyterian uh, Hospital. It's a fundraiser, and he just stopped because they did one song like "Sunshine of My Life," and they there was some drums in it too, and you know there was you know some guitar or whatever, and uh, and that went well. It was okay, and he's like. You know what, guys? I got this. And he stops. He turns to the audience like it's his living room. And he says, you know what? When things happen in life, you can't, you can't just, you just can't get upset. You just have to move on. You just have to do it. You have to accept that it happened at that moment. And then you're left with this choice of what do you do? Yeah. And for him, he's like, so I'm just going to play this song. Right, and I had seen him a couple times before at the Waldorf. You know, he frequented, and you know, as part of his circuit. But man, he did "Overjoyed" by himself on the piano, and you could tell that he had to put that, like, he channeled something. And he's like, you know, this is the last day. He didn't say this out loud, but you get the sense. It's like this is the last day this historic place is going to be open. Like Count Basie, Frank Sinatra, you know. Eddie James, like everybody came through this place and here I am. All this other stuff is broken, but I have me, I have this piano and I have this microphone and I have never heard that song played that way ever in my life from any, any time I've seen it before or any, or on the radio or anything like that. And there was, there were no, I don't care if you were the surliest like union <laughs> guy there, your cheeks were wet with tears. There was, like there was, there. It is the best performance I've ever seen in my life, and I, I've been doing that. I did that for like you know somewhere ten, fifteen years, depending on, you know how you count it. Uh, I have never seen anything like that in my life, and to inspire, and that is something that, it you know I find, continually in, inspiring when you're in those moments when things like do fall apart. You are here. You know. You can't, you know, it's like, all right, we're going to take the bass out. Don't worry about the bass. Don't worry about the drums. Don't worry about all these other things. Don't worry about what was already here. And it's sitting right around him, too. Like, he has all, the other, all these tools. Like, no, because it's not going to be what needs to be. What needs to be is we need to deliver a message. We need to deliver an emotion to all these people who can, so that they can feel this right here, right now, as this giant huge historical you know place is is coming to its close you know and that is something that yeah anytime that's gotten tough in in new york you get to say you know, you get to shift your mind you get to say what do i want to do it's an interesting shift yeah it's an interesting shift to say like all right everything's falling apart Everything has fallen apart, actually. What do you do now? Do you just sit there with that? Or do you say, okay, I get to redefine things. And it's a whole other way to positively look at tragedy as it pops up. Man, well, I think that's a great little uh, on the end of uh, this conversation, man. That was, that was great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, um, thank you. 
uh, before we, while we wrap this up, um, where's the best place for people to like follow you? Like, do you have an Instagram or? Yeah. Instagram is a uh, David G Wills. Yeah. At David G Wills, David G W I L S cool. Instagram. And so I will be, uh, showing more of my artwork. Yeah. Cause there's a whole other art, like visual yeah. com- artwork component that we didn't get into with like some bounce mediums and lasers. And I've done some cool photo shoots around here as well. And I'm, I'm looking to expand that, you know, doing lighting and lasers for the art. As if you well. have like promo photos or stuff like that, um, you know, I'll share that stuff too. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. And, man. uh, do you have any final thoughts? Oh, that last story was pretty, yeah, I think that, was <laughs> that, pretty that was like the piece of it, you know, like, and for me personally, you know, so there's, I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping the creative process going between mixed meditation, which is the brand of, uh, the style rather, uh, mixed, me- mixed meditation style.com. Um, that's the brand I teach is that's what's happened. That's what's the, the final result of all the stuff I've been working on is this particular style. Uh, it's versatile and I, and, um, excited to see how it can be implemented and uh that's gonna be an interesting thing and then the artwork that happens moving forward you know lighting for you know just to live just to just to create a life just keep creating a life that uh that uh serves me best and and the people around me as well and spreading that so but yeah here here we are everywhere you go there you go (laughs) everywhere you go there you are yep cool man Dude. Thank you, man. It's good to catch up with you. Yeah, brother. You know? Thanks um, Thanks for having me here. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah, any, anytime. All right. In case anybody was wondering, uh, neither Dave nor I ended up doing the ayahuasca thing that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Uh, Dave ended up doing a House of Yes gig at the last minute, and we ended up having some people over my place. And one of my friends, uh, JoJo, was in town from Seattle, and she was actually going to the event that Dave uh, was working at. Um, but any in any case, I had a great new year. I'm doing sober January. I did mostly sober December. Um, holidays kind of got the better of me. But, yeah, back on it for January. Just, you know, being healthy in general. Um, trying to drink a lot less. It's... Uh, you know, it can be quite the pastime here in New York, as it can be in other places, but New York's pretty intense with it, and I got a lot I'm trying to do, um, not just for 2019, but with my life and with my time here, and I hope that you do the same, whatever it is, I hope you, you know, take the steps, do your thing. Um, I think that story that he shared about Stevie Wonder and about Things go wrong sometimes, you know, in your life. Things go wrong. Accept it and move on. And that's all I have to say for today. If you want to follow Dave Wilson, check out MixedMeditationStyles.com. You can see the links in the show notes, as I said before. Also follow him on Instagram, at David G. Wills on Instagram. And you can find all those links on BushwickVarietyShow.com and wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy it, please write a review, uh, share the podcast, subscribe, um, and, you know, let me know what you think. Thank you very much for listening. I should be back here on Monday, and 
yeah, here we go 2019. Here we go today. Let's get after it. All right, have a good one. Thank you very much for listening. Peace. <laughs>